You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. I'm not going to ask you, are you ready? Because you're going to say, yeah, I've been ready for a long time. So, Sid Talk, what is the before the after the show discussion? I don't even know. This is a big long thing. Okay, so it's video Saturday. games and whatnot and... It's Saturday, July the 6th, well, what was it? You know you were here, too. I don't know. Yeah, um, you do. You were talking about video games and you claiming that you're not going to get this or that and me looking at you with this blank look on my face like, whatever, you're going to get every single thing you want, regardless of what you say right, right now. So, <laughs> we'll see who's right. I, I've ordered a PS4. It's not about being right. No, it's I'm reality. not saying. We'll, we'll see what's up, what happens. I've Let's ordered a PS4, but you think I will, I will get both. On day one. No, I did not say that. So you weren't listening. I didn't say that. And I actually did say that I probably would get an Xbox further down the line anyway. You I've never a, said that. You I'd picked not a one. time and a date, and I was like, no. I you said have no probably idea. at the end of 2014, when fall comes, when there's the big games. And I never dis, never said I wouldn't. Yeah, you did. Originally, you said you would not get one at all. But when and you now did you that DRM yeah. thing. But then they switched that back, and I said, well, maybe I will get one down the line. But not at the beginning. See, you're making a definitive again. You do no, not that, know. No, that's true. <laughs> I'm getting a PS4 along. And I likened it to this. And ladies, people like me, you're going to understand. That's like me saying right now, nope, I'm going on a diet. Today, that's it. I'm going to start eating healthy and I'm going to exercise every day. That's Just it. You'll I'm going to do it. You'll and see. And after about uh, two days and something comes along and changes my behavior. You will see. I will buy a PS4 <laughs> and that is what I will have this for. I know you'll have it. Yeah, I'm saying I won't. But you can't predict no what you're going to want down the line. Right, I'm saying there won't be any moment this fall where I go, oh, I've got my PS4, I better go and buy an Xbox now as well. You don't know that. I can tell you that that will not be the case. <laughs> not this fall. <laughs> this Maybe is re- next fall. This is a recorded conversation now, so we will see. I will stick to that, and that's always been my intention. Because <laughs> I feel I play Call of Duty... I will buy a PS4 with a copy of Call of Duty, and that's what I will use it for. I it, doesn't don't need matter. it doesn't matter what you say, because it's going to happen. It won't, will not happen this fall. I will stake my life on it, and everybody who's listening, all their lives on it. <laughs> nice. Don't right. bring them into this. <laughs> so, it is Saturday, July the 6th. Hey, it's nearly my birthday. Really? Are you buying me an Xbox One for my birthday? No. <laughs> you can't because it's not even out yet. What, what, what? You get me? I don't know yet. I would like... Your birthday's not very fun for me because for the other people, you can buy them things you want to buy them. And that's fine. All right, let's just not have but my birthday. But you're one of those people... It's not fun. You're one of those people who it has to be very, 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 very specific. And then it's like just mechanical, like, well, I had the money anyway. I might as well just give you the money and then you just buy it. It's not fun... For the giver, I'll tell you what, fun don't give giving. me nothing. No, I'm saying it's not the same as like creating like an idea of something really cool to give somebody when they've made a list. Now a lot of people I like never, lists. I've not made a list. You don't have a list. There's always a list of things there, that you want. No There's always a list of things you want. Games, a thing, a thing, a thing that you can stick to, and then they'll make you happy. That I have no problem with. There's not a lot of creativity on my side. It's like I'm just handing cash over from one thing to the other. You could just draw me a banner <laughs> if you want to create something. 
that's that's not the same, is it? Because you're having something you can plug in and push buttons on or whatever. That's what you prefer. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I like books. I like True. Uh, comic books. I like, there's a lot of things I like. It's not just things that press buttons on. You do, but they're very specific things. I like steam money. <laughs> if you go, I like books, here's three books I want. And I, I that, do that's that it. Too. Yeah. Instead of me looking around the bookstore or Amazon going, oh, I wonder what no. he'd like. I might, he might like this. This is untrue because at Christmas you bought me a book, uh, Superhero Women. I look at that book quite often. I would have never bought that book <laughs> and I uh, would never asked you for that book. Right, but that one was very specific to you too. But I know what you're saying. That right. was a whim and you do like it. Yes. And it, I pick it up every time I dust and I always look and go, oh, this is really cool. <laughs> it is really cool. It's like artwork of women superheroes. Uh, ones that you've never even seen before. Comic book superheroes. Yeah. So it is Saturday, July the sixth. So happy birthday to me, because uh, by it's the not ne- your birthday. by the next show, it will have gone. Um, correct. Correct. So yeah, I tell you what, I would like for my birthday nothing, but I would like to go and see Man of Steel. We always go to a movie on your birthday, which is the new Superman. What day of the week is it? Thursday. Awesome. So Man of Steel. Zack Snyder's movie. I would like to see that for my birthday. Okay. Don't have to buy me anything. I like going to the movies. Alright. So it's a good present for you too. <laughs> yes. As long as I'm happy. That's really all that matters. <laughs> as you have you not noticed the pattern of here. Yeah. If uh, it makes me happy and satisfied. I get it. But now. it's your birthday. Then I, that's all. I get it. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, because you did say. Yeah. <laughs> don't want to get you something you want because what fun is there in that you'll you'll i want to give you something i want to give you and i never want to give you that stuff so you know nice all right (laughs) let's get on with this show uh so it is saturday july the 6th 2013 they know after the show number two do they know what number it is i don't know if you've said that yet but you've said the date four times three times after the show number 282 the movie we're looking at this week is The Host. It's a 2013 movie. It will be released this Tuesday, the 9th of July, on Blu-ray. It's from our friends at Universal, and it's rated PG-13. The tagline of the movie, right off the poster, is Choose to believe, choose to fight, choose to love. And Sid Talk here is going to give you the synopsis of the movie The Host. I don't like that tagline, really. It's a bit sappy, but... And that it kind of fits. More. Yeah. Um, spoiler alerts, because I had no idea what this was about, so I knew nothing at all. So I'm about to tell you things you don't know. And some of these things happen in the first watch second. It. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> matter, though. I would rather you not know it. So you can stop right now. Now. No, go ahead. Now. Stop it. Go watch it. Uh, you're back. doing the. Um, <laughs> you're actually doing the pantomime of using a tape recorder. Yes. <laughs> Where's the button? So you're in 1980. Stop. Ghetto Buster. Pause. Right now. And then come back later and listen to this. But um, there has been an invasion of Earth, but it's sort of a seamless invasion where these creature things have implanted themselves into a human and then just take over the human body. The host. And what has happened is these creatures from from another world make... Humanity better. True. We are peaceful and kind and considerate and everything's clean and there's no war and there's no hunger and the environment is in good shape and everything's shiny and It's the best looking. it's ever been. 
yeah, humanity is at its best. Yeah. So I, that being uh, the premise of the movie makes me wonder what the fucking problem. Actually, humanity's at its best when none of us are human. Exactly. That should be the tagline. And then inside <laughs> of that is that maybe when they take over our brain from the inside, we're still there. And we're conscious of what's going on, and that's where the problem lies. Because some people are still aware that they've been taken over. Right. Like a body snatcher, but aware of being body snatcher. That's a really body snatcher, isn't it? For yeah, the 21st it's century. Very much, yeah. Um, and it's about one of these creatures in one particular young lady and her story. So, um, just starting with the movie The Host, it's written by. Um, Stephanie Meyer, who's the writer of the Twilight Saga. Now, I didn't know that. You did not But know as it. I was watching it, I was like, oh my god, this is so sappy. It's actually... Or it, like, this is really poor dialogue. Well, and it's I'm, actually I'll in the saying, I do like it. It's in the... But it's very clear that there's It's very clear it's in the it. young adult novel, um, like Hunger Games, Twilight, this. I didn't bit. think that. I just thought it was really too... I don't know. I was just like, well, that's... I mean, there's a certain quality to these young adult adult novels. And when I say quality, I mean, there's... They're not actually super high quality. They're they're very... uh, Written for a very specific purpose. Super Um, idealistic. Super naive. And very romantic and... Very romanticized and... Twilight. Kind of wooden at times. So... Yeah. So the host um, is written by her, but actually directed by Andrew Nichols, which is something completely different. He gave the look of this film, which, as far as I read just on a few interviews, is not how she imagined it. So it's his vision of this, right? So from the beginning, uh, with the voiceover and the way they introduce you to this world, our world, which has been invaded... In this really interest, I like the idea of this interesting way of being invaded quietly. We don't really know it's happened, but we do because they're rebels, right? But in general, the ones who have been taken have been taken peacefully, and we're just well, it doesn't look like it. When you start watching further, it's that's not it at all, is it? I mean, they hunt you down, they take you, and then they take you, right? But then you don't recall it. It's uh. But it's not, it's not less, like, magically you become them. It's not so. a violent thing, no. It's not like War of the Worlds. They're not come to, no. you know... But we don't know. We don't see the beginning. Or Independence Day. Um, so it's like this different version of a takeover. And we've missed all of that. We're now into it years and years and years later. Right. It's happened. It's a thing. So, I actually really love the science fiction around this. I, it was caught me from the beginning and I was like this is really interesting I don't think I've seen this version yes Invasion of the Body Snatchers but this version of this they're actually here to inhabit us but they make us better and streamline out all the shit they're not here to inhabit us I don't they go around their different worlds and inhabit anything yeah but I mean in this particular instance they're here to inhabit our world and the way they live in our world is to live inside of us because that's how they need a host and we're the host and how it changes our world for the better it fixes our world completely but then there's humanity like these these factions which is what this movie's about that are trying to not be captured and assimilated but then it's this thing where of you know 
do we need say are we better this way or that way you know the movie so I, I really am in love with that idea but um, the way it is portrayed is too teenage girly type situation for me sterilized yeah um, because the world now they've they've tidied up the world Every vehicle is a very expensive, shiny vehicle. Every place is a perfect, well, actually, shiny, happy people. It's not. What do you mean? Every vehicle is Their nice vehicles and shiny. are. The Seeker's vehicles. Look at the vehicles what normal people drive. They're just like the one she steals, for instance, off the old guy. It's just a normal car. The Seeker vehicles, the ones that they... But it was perfect make. shape and everything, so I'm no, saying... No, it, was it wasn't. It was just an old banger. Like it was it a, wasn't banged up. At no, all, I don't until she wrecked it. I, I, the word old banger in England means like a, it's like a old junky car. Yeah, but it was perfect. From the 70s. It was yeah, perfect. right, right. Everything's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect and shiny, not a nick, not a scratch. Their stuff's chrome, and ours is just ours, but yeah, better. Yeah, everything's perfect. That's what I'm saying. And the, the sets are like you've got the perfect things, and then you've got where the rebels are held up, and there's always torn clothing, and everything's brown, and everything's like you know, dirtied up. And you'd think, like, after years and years and years of this life, are they still wearing scraps of clothes? I don't know. It's just a very cliche. That is cliche. That your rebel people have these saggy, dirty pants. They're and not even boots. dirty so much. Yeah, they're all filthy dirty. No, I, didn't, I, I, I was looking at some no, of them. No, I was looking at them really close. I'm like, why are they all dirty all the time? See, and I looked at some of the dudes and thought, that looks like something that, that he got from the Gap yesterday. It, it's a bit too... It's a bit too cool looking. Yeah, very... almost like Jack and the Beanstalk, uh, Jack and the Giant Slayer we watched, where that guy was a very yeah, but they're all raggedy looking. Yeah, they're not new. But looking. I mean, it looks kind of like a fashion thing to me. Like they look a bit too yeah, fashionable. like a stylized. Yeah, we've been invaded. We're the rebels, people. Yeah, you know, like it's a we section have our own of... look. Like yeah, yeah, and I find that really obnoxious. We're all sometimes. beautiful, kind of. Yeah, that's a whole other topic. Yeah. For fuck's sake, do we think that the only people who are going to survive an alien invasion are, are going to be people. skinny, hot, <laughs> beautiful people? Or is that just what they think teenagers want to see if this is for young no, adults? No, that is what that is. Well, that oh, is. Isn't John Hurt and Magnolia, yeah. which I always forget her name, but her. They're just older, is all. But, yeah, that was really annoying. Like, every time someone turned around, they had perfectly white teeth. And, like, it's been ten years or whatever. You're not going to have white teeth anymore. But like Twilight, this is made for a particular audience. And I, I could see that while I was watching it. And, and we, I said... That's what, what we're like sterilized. What was another movie we watched that was... Um, Beautiful Creatures. Yeah, where you feel... When I'm watching it, I feel... Okay, I can see who this is made for. And I am not that person. But there is a, there are some interesting things yes. here. I just wish they were done a different way, like more applicable to me rather than teenage girls. More grungy, like yeah. more down and dirty. Because this, you know, I'm a I mean, fo- it, everything's dirty, but I need more real dirt. Not like I can imagine the makeup person walking up to them thirty seconds before and splodging dirt on their there's, face. There's way too much. Ma- there's way too much importance in this movie on this. I know she's a teenage girl and kissing these dudes. It, it's. To me, it did nothing for me. It's like, oh, she's going to kiss this dude, she's going to kiss this dude, and there's lingering kissing shots, and I'm like... Lots of those. I, I believe Twilight is like that. I'm not a Twilight person, not seen it, but that's a lot of... There's the girl, and there's the two dudes, and she's torn over them, and, and they're doing it here as well. Obviously, this 
Stephanie lady likes that scenario. It does nothing for me at all. Like it's it almost it almost interferes with this big sci-fi thing, which I like. Absolutely. Like it interferes with it. Like I don't I don't care enough about any of them. It's a weird thing, but I care about the thing. Like I like I like the idea. The idea is better than the execution. Yeah, but the execution also sometimes is really, really lovely. Like, there's lots of really good shots, there's some good action sequences, there's some good performances, there's, like, it. there's really, yeah, really good tr- pockets of trash. things. Like it's not like It's just, no, yeah, it's just it's that well there done. are moments of, like, complete hoke. <laughs> is it hokey and hoke? Like, it, the hokiness sometimes, I was like, my hokey level meter was going like, Aah! Yeah. You know, you know what, actually, so some of... I'm not a very idealistic person, and so when things get a little too, like, oh, love and stuff... Now, I love the fifth element, and even I... Yeah, but that's I mean, I love the fifth not element. the same, is it? But he, it is the same, because in the last moment, the answer to saving the world is, do you love me? Yeah, but to I, had, say I, had, that you I love actually me. had a reaction in that movie. And I didn't. I had the reaction of, oh, that's a little hokey. Even though I'm in love with the whole movie... That moment always makes me... Even though I'm there, I'm totally into it. Even I have that moment of like, oh, did it have to boil down to this? Her desperate to be loved. And then in this movie, I get you get that a lot. Like, not the desperate to be loved, but just... Like a storyteller desperate to show a romantic... You know, super idealized... Yeah, it's like it's like she's more interested in the romancy bit than the rest of it. The rest of it's the shell for the romance. Like I'm writing this thing to have this romance. Well, she said the kernel of the idea was a person with two yeah, things inside of her and then how that applied to relationships. Right. She built it on that. Right. So that is so what she, happened. So she her main thing is relationships and then building a story around relationships, which is what Twilight is, you know. Ooh, what if some vampires had uh, relationships? Uh, how old would it be for these people? Like, it- I don't even think it starts there. I think it's like teenage relationship. How can we make this interesting? Well, let's turn them into this and let's turn them into that. And you know, as storyteller, just you. But this, the in, the it's interesting. I'm interested in it, and I definitely like. And, and a movie, another movie that Andrew Nichols did in time, the Justin Timberlake one that we saw last year. Um, I loved the science fiction of that too. It was like, I was like, wow, I love this. I love the idea of the time thing. And I love the idea of How this. How that happen? I forget. Uh, I don't want to go into it because it's going to take too long. Oh, I forget completely how they, why they have a timer on their arm. But I mean, I, I love the idea of that whole, the, the setup of the world and how it is and everything. Yeah, I don't think that was well executed either. It was another one of those movies where it was like, oh, yeah. I love the idea, but what the happens comment, in yeah, the movie? Yeah, it's also was quite clinical. A love story. Quite clean, cl- you know, like whitewashed, where I guess if I think of something like Seven, this is, where I, this is what I'm talking about, where you kind of get down and dirty with moments of like pure... <gasps> uh, uh. And I'm not saying you have to do the shock element all the time, but when you go to do a movie where... It's talking about annihilation of a species, and you get down to moments where you have to, like, kill or be killed, and yet there's barely any real weight to it, then it's it's a hard sell. Like, you walk away from it like you've just read... It's like a fairy tale, precisely, without... You know, you read um, Little Red Riding Hood, 
and you kind of skip over the part about how horrible it's going to be that the wolf is going to eat the grandma. You skip over that part. Yeah. He's just in the bed. And how horrible and nasty and disgusting it would have been that he ripped and ate this grandma part. You know what I mean? That's what this these movies do. It, it it takes out the whole... Even, um, what was it? The one that we really didn't like? Red Riding Hood. It eliminated a certain teeth to it or grit to it. See, that, I just also have to apply, like, the host is made for a certain audience. And then I have to try and think, well, if I am that audience, a... You know, seventeen-year-old girl or boy, um, who would it be really super appealing to me? And it probably would. And I went and had a look, at, you know, on IMDb, like I like to after we've watched the movie. And you know, the the discussion forums are full of young girls and boys who are like, "This is just amazing. It's changed my life. I love the ideas. I'm I really love the main character. I want to be her." And changed you know, their life. I just read a lot of that, st- a lot of that thing. Like the Twilight fans, you know, you go into, yeah. you know, it's they're, they're really behind it. They can identify with the character, they identify with the romance. See, that's the thing. When I was seventeen, there's no freaking way I'd have two boys ever wanting to kiss me. I can never identify with this girl. Not even now. Not in any way, shape, or form. I can identify with being in that circumstance. I don't even fantasize about it. So I wouldn't have. I don't believe. But there are ty- a type of. I don't know though. Because I was in love with... I mean, there would be a type of girl who, who is just... The yeah, dream. and when I was young, young, and the 80s movies about teenagers came out, I didn't identify with them, but I was infatuated for sure. Like, oh, wouldn't it be... What would it be like to be that girl in Breakfast Club who... Right. Like, the princess girl. So you have girl, to apply Molly that Ringwald. to this. Because this is, like, uh, the Generation Now's versions of that, right? Right. And then, but then as I grew out of that, just even barely into my 20s, I'm like, what a bunch of bullshit. What a bunch of lies. <laughs> and know, that's I why I say it's for a specific yeah. time frame. So if you're the 17-year-old girl who hasn't figured out, oh, yeah. that's bullshit, then you revel in it. You know, like like women who read romance novels and it actually... Like, oh, my God. Like, it does something for them. This is made for a specific thing. It just happens to come with the trappings of something else. With a good idea. That the idea of a species, of a creature that can travel around the entire universe or beyond, implant itself, do whatever, move on, and not be the destructive... Although people will say, well, of course it's destructive. You take away our personalities. Right. We no longer exist. You're just walking, or like puppets, you know. And which, that's part, that's, which that's. Which is the awesome, creepy part of the And that's the, the hook thing. part of it, yeah. yeah. That there are, once they've taken over your brain to make you do whatever, your body, some people's consciousness is still there and aware of it. So that's, that's an <laughs> ugly part. You know, but they don't even make it seem very ugly. One of the things about this movie that really kind of got me. It's not explained, and it's, um... If you're one of the rebels, right? All the rebels wear sunglasses to... Because if you, if you are hosted, your, your eyes look a, a particular way. you kind of got these glassy blue eyes, right? So all the rebels wear sunglasses to disguise the fact... Oh, if somebody looks at them. But no hosts wear sunglasses. Right? right? <laughs> so whenever, like, you get pulled up by the, um, you know, the host police... Seekers. Seekers, they, they they look at you and go, "Oh, you're all wearing sunglasses. Let me have a look behind those sunglasses." And I was like, "Why are you all wearing sunglasses and not contact lenses?" 
<laughs> well, <laughs> they don't exactly have technology. But 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 anyway, why even wear sunglasses if they see you close up? They know what they know. You're wearing the sunglasses; it looks worse. And if they see you from far away and go, "Those people have sunglasses on." Yeah, they're probably look at those sunglasses, yeah. people. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. that was the thing where I was like, oh, "Why why are you all putting sunglasses on?" Plus, the helicopters flying around their mountain, and they just drive out on the road, and the helicopters just completely don't see them anywhere. There are moments in this movie when there I there are some. Do you think everyone's logic. stupid? But then I'm flipped over in an instant where I'm like, that's such an awesome idea. This creature's been alive for a thousand years and they've been to 12 different places where there are creatures. They've inhabited other who knows what, but that's what was missing. My favorite. I wanted descriptions of actually what she had been and seen. And the, maybe a question of, is are you male or female? Or um, describe one of the worlds you've been to. Or... How do you choose which species to be? Any of those questions would have helped me connect a little more to the science fiction part. My uh, favorite Less of the kissing, moment, more of the explanation. Um, of the interesting stuff in this movie is like the... What do you, what do you call the... Um, the hunter? They call them the so- seekers. No, the other ones. The, um, the rebels? The rebels, right. So the rebels are... The humans and the seekers. The rebels that we meet... There are more, I guess. Well, there are, but the ones that we meet, John Hurt's um, little crew. Not John Hurt. How <laughs> I always call him John Hurt. It's the other one. William Hurt. Yes. <laughs> William Hurt's little crew. I don't think you're the only one to make that mistake. <laughs> yeah, William Hurt's little crew live in this mountain, like a a, ca- a mountain full of caves, and they had. Ju- I think it was awesome. One of my favorite things of the whole movie that they've got this cornfield inside wheat. the mountain it's wheat wheat field sorry inside a mountain and you think you would think well inside a mountain it's dark how are they growing wheat well they've got this like hole in the top of the mountain well, it was a volcano a natural, yeah, it was a volcano a natural hole uh, opening that they've rigged this a load of mirrors up that shine the light down into whenever they, they can move it so it shines in or out and it they grow this entire it's awesome it, it's one of the things where I was like I want more of this, like how they are surviving in here. Yeah, and how they get all those mirrors. Well, they can go out and get all those mirrors, right? There's like thousands of them. Yeah, but I could, I get, you know, they go out foraging. They bring mirrors exist in the world. It's just like a hodgepodge thing, but they were using running water inside the um, mountain for like electricity. You know, all... Really cool stuff inside there. I like Which is all breezed over really quick. Yeah, and that was boom, boom, a boom. shame, I think, because yes, they explain, oh yeah, this is where we this is what we do here, this is what we do there, but it's real quick, like there's some really really weird, convenient things that get you know the kid chopping the with the scythe and then all of a sudden he's like mortally wounded. Mm-hmm. It was a bit it was a bit like, uh, really? Like is that all you could think of? <laughs> that, that you, you know, couldn't something have happened to him on an expedition or something? And there's other dudes have been in fighting and punching each other and have scratches on them, but none of them got a horrible infection. No. There's a lot of, like, convenience for the plot, and then you think about it and go, wow, that was really l- kind of lame, like, not written properly. It's just too convenient. And I might it was like, like, an, like a tool. Oh, how do we? What? Yeah, how can we set up he needs to be injured. Where she? No, not that he has to be injured. That's not even a part of it. The question is, we need a tool for her to go get the medicine yeah. stuff to show them the technology, and then that will lead us to how do we extract and do all that kind of stuff. 
how do we do that? What's an explanation? Why would they go get medicine? Well, we've got to make it really, really important to her. Oh, her little brother needs to cut yeah. himself. And another thing I learned from this movie is alien medicine looks like expensive cologne. Everything looks expensive on there from the. But I mean, it just looks like a you know, P Diddy's older toilet or whatever. It's some really expensive. Is that expensive? Yeah, I believe it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what I mean, Armani or you know some expensive cologne, uh, and you spray it and it's magical. And they do. And I was thinking about the aliens. Yes, there's this awesome scene where there's a supermarket, <laughs> and you know. We complicate everything. We have a million versions of baked beans, a million versions of ketchup. Apple juice. We have a whole aisle of ketchup. But they've just simplified it all down to, there's your bottle of ketchup, there's your your bottle of lemonade. It's all just one of everything. Get on with your life. And no branding. The store has a big sign that says... Store. Store. You know, it's all very... And you don't pay for anything. And I was like... That is awesome. It's easy Because they learned how to wrangle every resource and use it well. and They've improved But everything. then people will say, well, I don't, what if I don't like that ketchup? So right. then we'll, we'll make two. What if I don't like those ketchups? Well, then we'll make three. That's how we complicate things. That's how we complicate things. Like, why are you taking away my choice? Right. Why can't I have a choice? And that's what this movie's about. And the overlying idea of that is great, I think. Mm-hmm. And I, and I really like how that was implemented. And the idea of peace and love and be nice and do the right thing. I actually, right re- the end scene, the very end scene, I think was really nice uh, message. Oh, I liked that message a lot. The very end? The very On end the scene. Yeah. I, I liked that message that it was given. And that's like the main message of the movie. Oh, togetherness. Yeah. 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 I thought that was pretty well done and quite powerfully done. I mean, yes, it's a bit cliche, that scene. Absolutely. But when I looked at them and saw it, and I was like, you know... It, it, They're going to find a way. It was slightly powerful to me. Like, it actually Yeah, because the aliens coming, it's one way. Us and them. I it's mean... us. Yeah, We us, will we be can, us, yeah. and we will utilize... But then I was trying to think, we also have no explanation... And they're, they've been alive for thousands of years, and they've been to all these worlds, and yet we get nothing about why then. Why haven't you figured out a way to introduce yourself and be symbiotic rather than, like, just take over? There's got to... Obviously, if, you've been, if you're a sentient being and you've been around that long, there's nothing like that. It is, this is what we do. And then you think, well, what's the objective you're just alive, but you have none of your own culture, none of your own anything. You're just alive, walking around in human bodies. So it's all about the romance thing. Her having to... Loving her brother, and then this boy, and this person falling in love with her, regardless of what she is. And I like the science fiction part more. And I do too. And that's that's my thing about the movie. I don't dislike this movie. No. I actually thought it was no. quite entertaining. I just think I was I, into it. I think similar to Beautiful Creatures, where I was into that also, but then it breaks me when it's like, oh, I don't care about her kissing that man, that boy. I mean, I don't care. Like, I, okay, they're gonna have a kiss, and she really wants a kiss, and he really. In this, it's just. It's like soft stepping some really hardcore ideas. Yeah, I mean, it's a very horrible thing to think of a species becoming extinct because another, because of a parasite. But when you add a little love story in them... I guess that happens in every story, though. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, nothing can be horrible. And this isn't supposed to be horrible. I mean, centipede or whatever it's called might be horrible. Yeah, and this isn't supposed to be horrible, and I get that. Human centipede. Because there are different types of movies, and this is, you know, an interesting sci-fi story. But not interesting told enough. Told from that angle. Yeah, told from a more juvenile angle. Or you could say, like, if it was super gross and horrible that would be a juvenile angle too but I don't I don't know it's told from a more well it's told from the, that perspective teenage girls are going to love it they, I mean they already love it we saw them on the extras they were queuing up waiting yeah. for waiting to have their copies signed so it succeeds in that thing I also had feelings of this would have been like quite a good TV show um, if you could explore everything more this world yeah Go from the beginning, yeah. How it started, how you know how they established themselves. Even the end of it. Well, I just talked about that interesting scene. Go on one it more episode go on after that to be an episode uh, to be a, a show. Yeah, that but that's no fun. That part's no fun. Well, to where me. they flash back and tell you about the whole thing, like before this, and flash I'm just back. saying, I think <laughs> it would work well as a TV show for if you're going to make it in this style, like by the Twilight Woman, for for you know young adults to watch. I think it would work well. It, it seems like you could have week-to-week adventures with this crew of people. Mm, I think it's wrung out pretty much. I no, don't, I, I, I just, I, I would just feel that because all it would be would over and over would be the seekers trying to find them and them finding more humans, which is what a lot of TV shows are like, right? Where, which yeah, is no, what I'm sci-fi. saying. There's really not much more to tell in this story, or is there? Like that's what I'm saying. I would like to know more about the seekers in more. Yeah, their origin uh, stuff. Yeah. yeah. But which not would from, unve- which from where would- we find them and go on, there's nothing more to tell. Well, you could unravel that backstory too, couldn't you, as it goes. Like, that's what I'm saying. You could get a, definitely write cleverly a lot of it into it. Mm-hmm. Like the X-Files does, you know, you 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 in you enter into the X-Files at a certain point, but then they tell you things previous and... Pa- oh, you mean the big story? Yeah. See, I never liked the big arcing story. Which I, I think you could do with this, like, <laughs> right. you know? It could be a week-to-week thing, but then you're uncovering more of, you know, the history of where do these people, where where do these hosts actually come from? What is their planet? What is... So, yeah, it's an interesting movie. It's just a little bit too vanilla for me. Like, it's... I like... Yeah, its premise is cool, but its presentation is... It's weak, like, that, that's how I feel. So, moving on to the cast here... Um, how do you say this girl's name? I heard it lots of times. Mia. Saro. Sos. Oh, I don't know. They said her name lots of Sorcy, times. Sorcy, I thought you said. Sosie. Sorcy. I mean, she's Irish. Um, and we know her from Hannah. She played Hannah in Hannah. And she plays Melanie Strider. She's think, the best thing in the movie. I think she did a really good job. Not just a good job. Like, she's the best thing in the I movie. I actually think she is... Yeah. I also think... The second actress, uh, Diane Kruger, did a really good job mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Because Diane Kruger's character, um, they, let's just say they played dual characters, both of them. Barely. He, Diane yeah. Kruger didn't have to do it much. Yeah, but I really... He didn't know She it. didn't have to do it much, but... She was more interesting. Yeah, I really liked her. You know, it, it was like a... It was this... She was powerful, but then she was fitting in, and then she was breaking out of it a little bit it was an interesting performance yeah. I thought uh, and she really captured me and I was like absolutely she, she, but she's not in it enough <laughs> she's in it a bit you know 
So like um, Terminator Two. A bit like that, isn't it? The Terminatrix kind yeah. of thing. You know, she's kind of. But there again, the Terminatrix is actually built to. You know, be a bitch and go after the subject, whereas. I mean, it's not. What I'm saying is, you want more of it, but then once she's done, she's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, William Hurt plays Jebediah. Um, He's just this old. I think he's less interesting than people give him credit for. Seen it all, kind of, you know. It's a little overrated for me. Yeah, I don't think he's fantastic in this, to be honest. Not as in this. I think forever now. I have never seen a couple of older movies he's done. Even when I look back at the big chill and stuff, it's not like it's... It's all pretty much the same. There's lots of this kind of talk. Well, uh, and he looks straight at people, and I mean, he's Mr. Wise. You know, he's kind of, like, got everything figured out. I like him, but, I mean, he didn't fit really well to me. Yeah, like I say, it's William Hurt, and you go, oh, it's William Hurt. But, you know, and they often do that in these type of movies, introduce somebody... That's right. what I mean, when you go, oh, William Hurt, yeah. why? He's a little overrated. Yeah, he... he I could see that part being played by anybody. Yeah. and doesn't it doesn't really bring matter. anything no. special. I mean, yes, he's supposed to add a bit of... Uh, Star power? Credibility, kind of, yeah. Um, but he was okay. And then there's the two boys, you know, the kissing partners, I, I'd like to call them in this. Um, they're not kissing each other. They're kissing no, her. No, they're kissing her. Um, I guess ultimately they are then kissing each other. Yeah. yeah one okay. kisses her, he walks around, the other one kisses her, so they've just kissed each and other. Sometimes one of them says, proxy. can you come and kiss her, please? She needs kissing now. One time. But you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. One time, no times. There's some... Right. It's a... It's the kiss. They're the kissing boys, kissing. <laughs> and one of them gets to kiss her quite a bit. Um, so yeah, it's, they're played by Max Irons and Jay Cable. And you know what? They're so forgettable to me. It's like is Max Irons related to Jeremy Irons? No, not related to anybody. I, I looked. I mean, he's related to people, but not. He's <laughs> related to no one. But they're very. Um, Vanilla is a good word. Yeah, and I, I've not watched Twilight, and I see the posters, and there's two dudes and her, and they kissing. And they, those two dudes could be these two dudes to me. I don't. Know I mean, they're anyone. fine. Yeah, it's but... just that there are moments of complete and utter after-school special, and it really it gets. A, there are moments of really good. Like they're totally in it. It's awesome. I had actual couple moments, but there's always when with her, Cersei, Hannah. I'm going to call her Hannah. Um, really intimate moments that they that is good, and then the other moments it's like they've got a wooden stick up their ass. Like, yeah, she's really good. She carries the scenes a lot. It's like they've been invaded by some sort of parasite. An yeah, but acting, they but they haven't an acting parasite. <laughs> <laughs> so this is directed by Andrew Nichol. Now Andrew Nichol has a special place in my heart because he wrote a movie that you might be familiar with called The Truman Show, which. It's one of my top ten movies of all time. It is, it's, Where does it lay in that list? Does it change from year to year? Or? It's pretty high up, and it's a masterpiece, in my opinion. Real, like, I'm not a massive Jim Carrey fan either, but it's some, this film is something else. And it it's, is. Before Just thinking time, about it makes you be like... Oh, yeah, I want to watch it. I want to watch it. Like Groundhog Day. Like I get I lost in it, and you just think, oh, it's just so... It's gripping. And it's very... It was ahead of its time when it came out. Now it's kind of even more relevant. It's interesting. It's a really interesting story. But anyway, Andrew Nichol wrote that. And he also directed and wrote some of these movies. Gattaca, which I think is a fantastic movie if you've not seen it also. Um, Simone, which is not a fantastic movie. No. 
Um, but another vision. I don't of the, recommend it. It's another weird vision of the future. Al Pacino. It fits with the kind of movies he seems to it's like. He's really not good at all. Um, and In Time with Justin Timberlake and Amanda Seyfried, which we saw last year. And the host, you know, so he, he obviously has a. likes a certain. a view of the future. You know, he likes that. He has type that of, hopefulness about him. Yeah. Overriding hope above all. That yeah. no matter how oppressed and controlled and big brothered we are, that there is an element of I will be free. You know, it's always the theme in Truman Show. It's the theme. Yeah. In Gattaca, it's the theme. We've got to break free of this oppressive, or not even oppressive. In time. Like in this one. It's not oppressive at all. What these? It's not like War of the Worlds where they're coming and shooting no, blood it's everywhere. Not, and it's not. It's like paradise. Yeah. And yet, to break free of someone taking your choice away from you, you know, you have no choices in these worlds, and to break free from that and have, like, your your own say in your life, I think is his overriding theme. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I like his direction, I think he's quite exciting, his, his movies are actually exciting and interesting to look at, all of them, even In Time, which I didn't think was the greatest movie, but it is a really awesome movie to look at, because he, he's got a definite detail on the future like it and he the host she um he decided how it was going to look not what she'd wrote he decided oh this is my vision of the future and it you can tell and i we really don't even know if it's the future all, all i mean it's present. some kind of future because yeah. it's been years but yeah it's not like far-flung future no well you know you don't know there's no, no it doesn't ever because i mean it. you're just looking at the same cars except they're chrome yeah. Like you said, and the grocery store doesn't look super futuristic or anything. No, not really. So, um, the Blu-ray of the host comes with some special features. It comes with some deleted scenes. There's about four of them. There's nothing to them, really. None of them tell you anything different. No. There's Bringing the Host to Life, which is a like 15-minute featurette. It's a bit on the kind of glossy kind of we're telling you about the movie yeah. kind of side it does have some interesting interviews with Stephanie Meyer and she talks about writing it and how she got the inspiration for it um, which we've told you so that kind of covers that whole section it's not a huge it's not worth it's not that kind of we watched a Blu-ray thing the other week I think it was Stoker which was actually a really good featurette the 30 minute one on mm-hmm. Stoker this isn't that. It's more of a, you know, glossy, Hollywoody type featurette. Um, and then there's feature commentary with Stephanie Meyer, Andrew Nichol, and the producer, Nick Welsher. Um, the back cover, the front cover is pretty cool. I like the cover of this uh, movie because cause of the, the eyes. Um, but it has some kiss- kissing on the back. So if you're a fan of kissing, there's actually kissing on the back of the movie. Um so yeah, the host. Is it like our biological urge at age fifteen <laughs> to kiss everybody? We and see? look at people kissing, as well. And to long for someone to kiss you. So, in conclusion, on the host, what do you think? I enjoyed it. I don't think it's super memorable. No, I don't think so. But I really like Hannah. <laughs> yeah, I, know it's not I like to see more of her in stuff. Yeah, absolutely. More like and Hannah. Though. I would lie. I mean, I'm I'm just into science fiction, so I think that is where I can look past the weaknesses, even though it's kind of glaring sometimes, and get the bigger picture. Is my tagline for the end? Uh, 
It's not Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> you know? There's a more grungy-ish kind of movie, yeah. Yeah, but you know what I mean. It's not... This won't resonate with you forever. It's, or you, Matrix. The Matrix. The Matrix, or, yeah. But another one if you're does. a sci-fi fan, it's two to hours To me, worth. obviously, every Star Trek series. <laughs> you're going to have two hours of sci-fi. There's sci-fi in here. A vision of the world that's different to what you know. Um... Yeah, so that's the host. Thanks to Universal for the Blu-ray. I want to, rec- uh, well, don't want to recommend. I want to say go and enter a couple of contests we've got on aschoolie.com at the moment. You can win a copy of Six Souls on uh, DVD or Dino King 3D, not the third Dino King, the first one in 3D on Blu-ray. Just go to aschoolie.com. You can win. Next week's Blu-ray review will be Spring Breakers. Now, Sid Dot. You look at Spring Breakers and you're probably going, ugh, ugh. Don't tell me anything else. I no. don't want anything else. Uh, can I tell you it's directed by? Would that... I'm just saying. Don't you want me to have no expectations? All right. <laughs> <laughs> that way I will be like, you can't plant a seed in my that mind. That cover would not do anything go. for you. But... That's what I'm saying. Don't override it. Let me just write it out. I don't know nothing about it either, apart from who it was directed by, which I was like... Alright, so, Spring Breakers next week. Movie game. What's the movie game we play? Movie year. It is called Movie Year. I think that's the official title of this game we play on the podcast. And if you can't figure out what the game is, and we call it Movie Year, um, questionable. But, I'll tell you anyway. I say movie, and you dig around in your brain, you don't guess, you don't throw darts at a, blindly at a wall and hope to hit something, you don't look it up on the internet. You figure out what year the movie was made or released, really released. And this year, this year, this week, mine for you is Gladiator. Gladiator. <clears throat> is this isn't a spelling bee. You don't have to repeat what I'm G-L-A- saying. G L A. I mean, that's what they do. You say the word, <laughs> then you go. They repeat the word back. You don't All right, have to. Gladiator. Let me see. Gladiator is. <laughs> And they're tricky because you think, oh, well, obviously. It's not tricky. Then you start going, wait a minute. But if the special effects were this and this is the actor and how old he looked, and then you, right. you get lost. I in have it. the answer. 2000. To just plain old 2000? Yeah. Is that your final answer? Yes. That is correct. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> and a little bit of trivia. That was movie of the year. Best movie of the it year was. at the Academy Awards. It's, it's great. I love it. Mr. Would it be now? Would it be now as powerful as when we first watched it? Possibly not. It might be a bit cheesy. I think it is a bit cheesy. It, I think it always was. It's gutsy, though. You know, it's kind of like the other one with the, what's his face? Master and Commander. And a Semite. <laughs> oh. Mad Max. Last Temptation of Christ. Brave Heart. Braveheart. Yeah. <laughs> Braveheart. Brave All right, so mine is, my one to you is Gattaca. You've already been talking about it already. I don't know what year it was. I don't have any idea. You don't remember seeing Gattaca? I didn't ever see it, I don't think. I, it was on your list of recommendations when I first met you. So that tells me something. I'm going to say 1995. Pretty close. 1997. Uh, uh, uh. Alright, so that's our movie year game for this week. Are you sure? If I look that up, are you lying? I I am absolutely sure. Because I can look it up. All right, so movie, re- movie recommendations this week. I am going with, on the host, 
These are mine based on the host. If you would like the host, you might like these ones also. What are you, Amazon? Yeah. Do you not have a just mind of thinking of things you're No, but this, one, this movie came to mind while I was watching The Host, and it's I Am Number Four. That is what counts, what comes into your mind. Yeah. I was yeah. watching it, I was like, I Am Number Four. I didn't mind that one. Interesting movie. Yeah. Similar, aimed at similar people. You know, it's... They had a little more... Gah. Yeah, but it's still... You can you could tell who it was aimed at, but then it was enjoyable at the same time. Right? Yeah. Um, and my second one is Hannah, which is really awesome it's freaking awesome I'd like my mother to watch it I think she would have a good time it's sci-fi mixed with drama mixed with adventure mixed with this girl oh when you think about it, there's so many memorable things about Hannah Cerise, there's the she's called there's the Cerise. abandoned amusement park place that's really creepy and then there's like that weird little that weird dude that British dude with the tracksuit yes yes exactly the whistles yeah there's the in the mountain <laughs> part there's like the whole of it, then there's the Wicked Witch element of it, and it's that's good. a really good movie. Like, really, really good. And my recommendations are... I forget what they are. Well, I can see. Oh, that was not your responsibility. You want me to say them? No, I don't want you to say them. Do I need to be here if you're going to say all my shit for me? <laughs> Mine are The Host, but not this The Host. The 2006 from The Host from Korea. Which is like a monster movie so kind of a thing. Pretty bizarre monster movie. And it is really captivating. Like, it's it just... I was totally sucked into it, like, the whole time. I don't know but if you remember, but I was just like... <gasps> it was really well done. Great special effects. Really... In, I thought it was really intense. I loved it. The special effects are interesting. They're not... When you say great special effects, it's more... It's hinted at. Yeah. That's what I mean. And then when you get a thing, it's like, oh, and then then it goes away and it's all in your mind. Like, a lot of the fear is a lot in your it's mind. In, it's pretty interesting. It's yeah. Kind of, it's kind of like, like a, like not like one of those cheesy old Godzilla movies, but it's got a vibe of that monster movie, that old monster movie, like, like disaster. Not to me. Not to me at all. It's disaster. Yeah. But from a different country, so it makes it feel different. Yeah, I mean subtitles and stuff. So you. Have I don't. To... Uh, yeah, but I mean it has a different vibe to it because everything about like foreign movies, you know, is different. Not just the place they are, the people they are, how people act. Like you can watch a Japanese movie, like a samurai movie or something like that, and it's just a different. The whole thing's a different vibe, isn't it? If you saw an American samurai movie, not the same. Is and it? I don't think of it that way because I think in this one, in that the host. I mean, you're down to people who are struggling and having people disappear and, you know, scared. And I guess I don't see it the same way you do, but that is not a surprise. And my other one is another Korean movie, I believe. Yeah. Called Old Boy. And it's not Old Boy. It's not for everyone. But it is, again, now that one culturally... I don't know. I don't even know if that's it or not, but it's a really compelling story. Didn't you recommend Old Boy last week when we watched Stoker? I don't think so. Because that was it. We old talked boy. about it. Um, Spike Lee's remaking Old Boy. Would you say go and watch Spike Lee's if you've never seen the original or see the original? I'd say always see the original. I would too. I'd say see the original. Always see the original. Spike Lee's might them. be amazing. I, I'm not, I've no... I've, I, I can't... You don't, you don't like Spike Lee. Yeah, but I, I, I would like to see... An, a, a remake of old... I mean, 
a different version of Old Boy is an interesting story. I wouldn't. I think the original's fine. I, I also think the original's fine, but I don't Not think... just fine. It's like, whoa. It's like, holy crap. I'd just like to see what he does It's the it. kind of movie that when you watch it, you're like, I'm so glad I love movies. What I mean is, like, American audiences, some, not everybody. I, mean, I hope if you listen to the show, you will step outside the box occasionally, but... A lot of American audiences, there's no way they will go and watch a Korean film called Old Boy. So then they don't deserve the story. But I think they sh- this the story's good, so they... Yeah, but really... it will be the same. Well, It will be totally different, and so why not watch the original or just don't bother? Like, I don't get that idea. See, I don't understand you're not a, You're not exposing them to anything new if you're remaking it into something that's palatable now, for them. But it might be different. I know, it'll be different, so it's not no, I mean, the same. He might, he might have changed it. It's like, I know, so I'm saying he'll change it for the sensibilities of the people he's making it for. So no, it's no longer old boy. But it could be better. No, it could That's couldn't. happened in the past, too. It couldn't be better, because it is what it is. It'll be different, a different movie completely. I don't agree with your analysis. <laughs> well, I'm not a huge Spike Lee fan. I'm never, I never look forward to a Spike Lee film. But I, I'm actually interested in seeing it, just because I've got reference on it, you know? Not really, but okay. I mean, I've got reference. I've seen the original Old Boy. I I could see an American version of it, how it would be. And Spike Lee's different enough to not make it exactly like it. But why bother when the original was fine? Well, there must be a reason. And the reason I would think is because the original isn't fine for people who don't like subtitled movies. <laughs> then they don't need it. Well, they do if it's a story worth telling, right? The actual story that was written. Well, then they need to read the subtitles. I'm very I, hard I agree on that this. they do. I'll watch, a <laughs> dub- I'll watch the this. dubbed version of the original. Like, it's like you just said. We overcomplicate things. If you don't want that one ketchup, then don't buy the fucking ketchup. If you don't think you can sit through a movie that's fantastically interesting because you don't want to sit there and bother to read the subtitles, then you don't deserve to see the movie. Over, end of subject. Why make three versions when you can have... Now, I know some good. people can't read, or they would have trouble reading fast. Um, See, I, didn't, I found that was one of the best things about it as well. It kind of... It didn't have that. And imagine if you of, can't read. There's so. not a lot of dialogue to begin with when you really get down to the... When you think about the movie. And that's true. Some people cannot read. So I'm not, I'm not talking about fun. them. You're talking about people who don't want to read them. Yeah, I am really. Yeah, dub version. Yeah. If you gotta watch it, at least uh, watch the versions are generally visual. horrible. But yeah, if you have to watch, if you can't do subtitles, then watch the dubbed version. It doesn't mean it's horrible. Yeah, I've seen some bad dubbed. Sure, versions. but I'm saying that doesn't mean that one would be horrible. Yeah, I'm sure it exists. It's probably on the DVD sure. or the Blu-ray, the <laughs> yeah. dubbed version. Um, so, games and a scully stuff for this week. Uh, the Last of Us. I don't want to do any spoiler talk on the Last no. of Us, but I did finish the Last of Us, and you watched. Every single I wouldn't even make any comment at all. I would just say, if you like games with stories, then just play it and that's it. I wouldn't comment on the the quality of this or that or the end or the beginning. No, I don't want to say... I would definitely not spoil anything about the game, apart from, I mean, the obvious stuff. That it's a game. (laughs) It's on the PS3. exactly. And, um, you know, it's... You you don't ever watch me play games. Well, you've watched me play one game. Um, and you watch this one all... Every minute. Every single minute of it, right? Yep. And you as a non-gamer, how would you um, rate that game? The Last of Us. Would you tell people to buy it? 
No, not unless they play games. If they play games? Not always, no. I, I wouldn't would. recommend to people who are really impatient or like... I don't know. Because it's not for a... No, no, no. Kind of person. It's not Call of Duty. Not just that. But it's not a... It's a... You know. You're making your way through a world. The world. It's a cool journey. It's a, it's like, it's a journey. You feel yeah. like you've been on a journey start to finish. I think. I think it's so well done. The story is bigger than the game. So I think in that respect, some people just like gamey shit and may not be as attached to it. Now, um, there's a season pass for The Last of Us when you finish it. Well, before you finish it, if you want. You can go on the Sony network and there's a season pass that's nineteen ninety nine, And it's uh, downloadable content for it that's not available yet. But you can buy the season pass now so you've bought it all. And then everything that comes out comes to you uh, automatically. So I got that. And what that actually comes with, though, uh, so you don't feel like you're buying nothing. Because <laughs> if you've given $20 and get nothing right now, it seems, what, what, what did I just do? It pays off down the line when some new content comes out. But they give you a 90-minute The Making of The Last of Us documentary in high definition that you can watch on your PS3. I have that now. I've downloaded it. Not watched it yet. But I think that's a really cool addition because if you love this game and love the world... And I don't know about you, but I feel this way about this game this week. I feel like I've lost something. Like, Joel and Ellie. <laughs> I feel like I spent time with them and I got to like them. And and now I want to visit them again. It's like, I, I want to play it again. Or, I, you know, I don't want to play it again straight away. I don't like doing that generally. I like That's to wait a bit. I feel at the end of my... I just finished Enterprise. Yeah, like you lost something. I just finished Enterprise. It's the last of all the Star Trek series for me to watch. I know it didn't come last, but... And then I'm like, oh, I'm out of it. I need to start over. But I don't want to just turn but on the Star Trek right right series away. again. Yeah. So, but then it's like, yeah, today I don't... Uh, there's not going to be T'Pol or Captain Archer or Adventure or, you know... And when it ends, you're just like, oh, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> So that's how good those characters sucked me in. I cared for both. I cared for both of them, and I shouldn't have in some cases. Yeah. But I, you know, and like you said, they they have a, a horse. I care for the horse. <laughs> I care for some of the other people. You know, it's it's masterfully done. Like I, you know, the guy who directed The Last of Us. It was his first game he directed for Naughty Dog. I could see him directing a movie and doing a fantastic job also like because this had the qualities of a movie when you don't we, know you know it's a whole different world when we said that roger ebert before he died said you know video games are not a valid art form you can't tell a proper story it's it's not going to work it's just i think he's been proved wrong it's a shame he wasn't i don't think he would have looked at it though but he wasn't one for looking at them but i mean you could have sat you could have showed him that and i think he might have changed his mind it's it's there's a line, isn't there, between a game and a, a, you know, telling a story. Some are really clumsily told in games, and you're just like, oh, this is a game story. It's kind of lame. It's, but this one crosses over something. Mm-hmm. So that's The Last of Us. You can get it now. It's on the PS3. It's one of my favorite games. It really, almost instantly, has gone into my top ten of games of all time. Yes. Like, I love the Resident Evil series, but I place this high above that now like all it went straight above 
You know, it's like... What's it under? Grand Theft Auto? Yeah. Grand Theft Auto... You know, this. what, what I've seen of this new one? I think they might have really raised the story bar again, like this time. And the Grand Theft Auto has not always been Dude, about... We're not talking about future games. I'm talking about games you've played that you've loved and they are the I think series. Grand, are... I think Grand Theft Auto 4 is a really good story, but I, I think Last of Us is story-wise above it because Rockstar, the Hauser brothers who write their stories, they're pretty... How would you call Basic. It? Gangster, bull- gangster bullshit. <laughs> and also pretty juvenile. Yeah, there's a There's a juvenile... And when they do try and be serious, it does work, like with Nico's story, but then they also go into, like, bizarre yeah. dick jokes and fart jokes. They do that a lot, and you can see that, and that often pulls me out, where I'm like, you don't really need to do that. Like, I understand maybe your sense of humour is that, and you're appealing to a certain demographic. But sometimes... L.A. Noir actually, was a very grown-up rock star game. Yeah. That kind of... It never went and silly. And the cowboy one. Yeah, the cowboy one. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. Red Dead Redemption's a better story than um, Grand Theft Auto is. But The Last of Us, in terms of story, and the gameplay, which I really grew to love, at first it was a bit... weird, but then as it goes on, you get really used to it. Like, like controlling it feels second nature. You know, you're not fiddling and... I really liked it. So, that's The Last of Us. Walking Dead. Game. Yeah, see, Walking Dead's a weird one. It's an awesome story, but a really gamey kind of... Yeah. Not so good game part. The game part's really... The story is what makes it good, right? Yeah. The Last of Us, both parts are good. So, that's the difference. So, um, what I've been playing this week. Not very much. I did play, and this was weird. I was looking through my Vita games... And I bought them over over a period of time, and some of them have been five dollars, some of them have been ten dollars. You know, and there's been sales on Amazon. I pick them up if they're five dollars because I'm like, wow, that's cool. I was looking for my Vita games, thinking I want to play a Vita game, and I realized I had Mortal Kombat still shrink wrapped. I'd never even opened it. I got it for five bucks on Amazon on Black Friday last year. So I unwrapped it and played it, and I've been having a lot of fun. Mortal Kombat. It's a very silly, over the top, gruesome um, fighting game. And it's the full version that the consoles got last year on the Vita, so it's like really kind of fun to play. The D-pad on the Vita's quite a lot better than the D-pad on the consoles, so it's easier to play. Um, and it really is five bucks almost everywhere. If you want to go and get the digital version on the PlayStation Store, that's only five dollars as well. I'm not sure why it's so cheap. Uh, I've been playing a bit of that. There's been a little bit of a Steam sale this week, so I picked up a couple of games. One of them was Sonic Racing, which you think, oh, Sonic the Hedgehog racing game, probably kind of crappy I actually rate it above Mario Kart and Mario Kart is an awesome kart game I like this one better the only thing that's weird are Mario characters are really iconic right you know all the Mario characters even if you don't you look at them and go oh yeah that's the guy from Mario now Sega characters because this is Sonic All Stars Racing so it's Sonic and other people from Sega games some Sega characters are not very iconic, and you would have no idea who they were. And I, as a gamer, look at some of them and go, Who is that? I don't know who it is. All right, one of them, the football manager from Football Manager 2013. <laughs> He's just a guy in a suit with a football. It's like, 
Yeah, really? it's funny, though. Yeah, it's funny, but how iconic is that guy? I mean, yes, there's probably people who love that football manager game. There's... Who else is... There's a Company of Heroes, which is a really obscure RTS from Sega. It's a Russian guy from that game, who I have no idea who he is, in a tank racing. You know, this silly kind of stuff like that. But then you've got all your major characters like Tails and Sonic and Jet Set Radio people and the guy from Shenmue. You know, so if you're a Sega fan, there's stuff in there that you can Shenmue. Come on, people. Please make a new Shenmue. (laughs) They're not going to, are they? If they made it Shenmue 2... Three. Three for the Xbox One that was coming out on launch day. Probably. Yeah, exactly. Um, it you know, sneak up on you. Do you know what's a bummer, though? Shenmue 2. It was fantastic. And then it ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah. And then you never ever get to know what happened. <laughs> it sucks. It just has to I mean, the cliffhanger so. is... And the game's awesome. Both of them are just so fun for you to play. Yeah, and literally, you know, the, the last minute or two minutes of Shenmue 2. I'm not spoiling it because you should go and play it. But they are like... Do you know like when you're watching like a movie and then it something happens in a movie that changes the entire movie and you're yeah. like, this movie is fucking amazing. Like um, The Sixth Sense. Right, yeah. There's a moment like that and you're like, awesome, Shenmue 3, when is it coming out? And then ten years later, it's still not coming out. <laughs> it's annoying. I wish they would just... I wish Yu Suzuki, who designed Shenmue 3, it's probably never going to happen. He's left Sega, right? I wish he would just like... Where's he gone, though? He can go somewhere else. He's retired, I think. He's older. So I think... I wish he'd just, like, write a comic book or something that ends it. Right. I don't care. It doesn't have to be a game. I would like, you know, a book, a comic book, graphic novel, whatever. I would like to see what happened. Because it's like the worst... It's like like your soap opera went off the air and there was no end. And it was like... yeah. Was the, the next episode was going to reveal everything. A plane crashed in the middle yeah. of your village. And then it's just like... And then the credits roll. Yeah, it's that. So, yeah, it sucks. So, I bought the Sonic Racing game, um, which does have the Shenmue guy <laughs> in it, which is cool, driving his little car. Um, I also bought a new game from PlayStation Network called Walking Dead 400 Days. Now, what that is, is um, season one of The Walking Dead, which we loved... My favourite game of last year, I think. Um, it's a bridge between season one and season two. Season two's coming this fall. What are you talking about? This isn't this isn't the TV show. No, this, this is the video game. So there's this and not the crappy video game. No, not the crappy one. The good one, Telltale Games, okay. The Walking Dead. So this is a episode that fits in between season one and season two, and it introduces you to some new characters and gets you ready for season two. So. The end of Clementine's journey, this new section, and then there'll be a new... People don't know who Clementine is. If they played um, The Walking Dead, they do. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a middle part. So, we haven't played it yet. I have it on my PlayStation 3. I'm sure you would like to see what sure. happens. Uh, and it also, if you played The Walking Dead Season 1, it remembers your save game and pulls that into this new episode. So, everything that occurred in your game is what occurred before this episode, which is cool. And everything that happens in this Walking Dead 400 Days goes on to Season 2. So make sure when you buy this game, you buy it on the system, because it's out on everything. I was tempted to get it on the PC, then I was like, no, my save game is on the PS3, so I'll get the PS3 version. Yeah, but what if you have no save game? Then what? Then you're probably best to buy The Walking Dead Season 1. I know, but what if you don't? What if you just start here? I think it just randomly... 
right. gives you some events and shows you previously on The Walking Dead and then just randomly fills it in. When we see the previously, we're going to see what happened in our playthrough. And we know what happened in our playthrough because it was pretty torturous. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's it. And um, I also picked up uh, Left 4 Dead <clears throat> 2, which is a Valve game that has been on sale in, on Steam numerous times and I never picked it up. But this week it was $2, so I picked it up. And I'm going to play that through. It's a zombie game, talking of zombie games. But it's a fast-paced zombie game where they all run at you really fast and you shoot them all. I play it online. So that is my Games and A Scully stuff for this week. Sid Talk, what is for dinner? Rice with some vegetables. Tofu that has been cooked, like it's been drained. Soaked. It's been soaked or marinated, as people who cook, I like to call it. I saw it being soaked. And then uh, cooked in a skillet. It's like pieces of it, and they taste really savory and delicious. Really, really. I'm actually looking forward to tomorrow's leftovers to take to work. That would be good. Because it's so good. Um, and then some other vegetable. I don't know what. Pea, broccoli, something. that Whatever's in the freezer. And then some who knew cookies for dessert. And my advice, as you can see, there is no advice. I, I couldn't come up with anything today. I don't know. Maybe the advice of the movie. But I, I thought it was a bit too sappy. Did you have any uh, July the 4th um I guess story? I could say my advice about 4th of July is um, it's wonderful to celebrate. I don't know if this is advice. It's great to celebrate. You, your perception of what our freedom is and this Independence Day. I'm an American. Hoo-ha. That's great. America. That's a, that's great. Don't make fun of people. That Why? I have no problem because that's America. That's like so rude. But whatever. No, it's patriotic. To say it like that. Yeah, that's how like people from the south say it, right? <laughs> it's not. It's not rude. <laughs> it's just doing an. Accent. It's not how you meant it, but okay. Um, but don't forget that when you turn around and decide that the person next to you shouldn't think or believe or live their life the way they choose to live it, that they should be what you want them to be, that you've just made what you just celebrated a bunch of bullshit. Somebody's celebrating it right now. Yeah, as we got fireworks going on. <laughs> but if you want to pretend that you live in a free country, but you don't want anyone to think different from you or feel different from you or have different, like... Anything, religion, politics, and you want them to like shut up or go away or think like you, then you're just full of shit because that's not freedom. Freedom is turning to the person next to you and you having a conversation about the fact that you believe in this religion and I believe in that religion. Oh, really? What's the difference? Well, how's it similar? Really? Oh, I never thought of that. Is that how, how do you? How's that manifest itself in your life? Well, this is the things that we do, and these are the holidays we celebrate, and this is how we get through hard times. Oh, right. Well, this is how we get through hard times. I'm just glad that you know we can have a conversation about it. That is freedom. But when you turn to somebody and they say, this is what I believe by God and you better fucking believe it too, that's not freedom. Just remember that. All right. So thank you for listening to the show. I want to remind you about our websites, ascully.com, sidtar.com, where you're free to do whatever you want. No, you're not. Don't hack it. Don't post <laughs> comments that are snotty. <laughs> All right. So you can have a different opinion, but don't be snotty. Yeah, you can post your comments if you want. There's no freedom on SidDog. Actually, no, you can't, because I turned comments off. I'm <laughs> sick of getting idiots posting. 
We don't celebrate freedom on our websites. <laughs> no. That's not an option. So um, you can catch us on Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube. You can catch the podcast on the iTunes Music Store, the Zoom Marketplace, or just go to ascoli.com, click on the word podcast, subscribe to the podcast there. Email feedback to me at ascoli at ascoli.com. Don't email Sid Talk because she doesn't want you to have the freedom to email her. Well, you can email her. She'll just you'll go straight to your spam, right? <laughs> Correct. And um, stay classy, Mr. Andrew Nichols, the host. Is he hosting a party? Yes. Or is he directing the movie? And I'm going to say think for yourself or someone might be in your brain doing it for you. 